At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All hit radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Our final segment of tonight's show. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for the uh, all the information about the programming on the Exxon TV channel, exclusively on Simul TV, visit www simultv.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Tito Abau, and uh, Tito has over 50 years of experience in spiritual work and is the author of the monograph of the parallel life of Tito Abau and Nero. In the early 60s, Tito became an initiative in a Christian yoga church under the, one of the first American realized beings. And after several years in the order, he went on to become an architectural draftsman until resuming his quest for spiritual liberation after a near-death experience in 2007. Joining me now is Tito Abau. And Tito, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, tell us about your, 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 your quest, you know, your, your spiritual quest. Well, it kind of, be, uh, it kind of begins in earnest you know, I was in a, in a, in a yoga order, and uh, mm -hmm. there was a lot of meditation and stuff like that. But I never really had a real breakthrough in that particular type of work. So um, a few years later, when I, I got out of that uh, uh, particular discipline, and I found biofeedback. And uh, I was just casually going through the routines. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, I don't want to go too much into it because it's a little lengthy thing. But what happens is you get into a deeper state. There's about four different states that you get into. And one day, my hand shot out and I said, Hail Caesar. And uh, my uh, therapist was Jewish and she thought I said, Heil Hitler. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was shook her up a little bit. I, I imagine said, it no, would, yeah. I said, Hail Caesar. Mm -hmm. And I just, matter of factly said, I was Nero. And it that's where it all started because it took a number of, a lot of years. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was not something you just fall into. Right. Because, uh, I mean, I, I understand the mechanics of it now, but I had to work my way through all these various belief systems that were functioning. Mm -hmm. to keep me locked into this reality. And, and now I'm going to give you what I'm hoping your audience realizes is my personal experience. Of course. And uh, so I'm going to talk openly and exactly the way I found it to be. And uh, eventually, and this is not overnight, mm -hmm. I discovered or awakened to the idea that this human body with, with a mind and a spirit is a holographic projection. And what you're doing is running these timelines. My book, the monograph of, of the parallel life of Tito Nero, is only one aspect of that timeline, which goes all the way back 7,000 years. And all the people I was dealing with, particularly the mother in this lifetime, mm -hmm. was all, all of this stuff started 7,000 years ago when we had all these interactions, which were, you know, not, was it had to do with harm. It had to do with wars. It had to do with greed and that sort of thing. But it came down through time till I got to this one place. And the important thing that I think your audience might might get is that this life in that book that I wrote is about a between-life agreement because my mother, Agrippina, uh, was a um, real ambitious woman who at one point got into a cabal against me. And as at the time I was the emperor, so I had the right to destroy uh, these various cabals that were going to try to overthrow me. And so I had my, my, my soldiers execute her. Well, in the between life spaces, and when I came, uh, the whole process is cause and effect. In other words, what I discovered was there's no beginning and there's no end. And all of these karmic cause and effect relationships descend through time and space. They never end. But what happens is you get into these storylines mm -hmm. and the storylines have a beginning and an end. And they're, they're in blocks. And what happens is is like in this particular case, the between life agreement between between my mother in 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 Rome at the time, and my mother now was that in rep in uh, to make amends for that 
for that that attack, I was going to take care of her in her last years because she had a deathly uh, fear of the uh, what you would call the, the dehumanization of being in a home. Because no matter how much money you spend, you really don't know what the quality of care is going to be. And when you're in those places, you're among strangers, and they, you, you don't really know how they're, they're going to treat you. And as, a, as the son who was taking care of her and I came there, I would not necessarily know. And as time went by, she became a, in a position where she had no idea of what was going on around her. But that was the between-life agreement that I established between her uh, because of that execution order that I gave in uh, 68 uh, A.D., all right, let me ask and, you. Let me let me just pause you here for a moment. Uh, you you talk okay. about a between life agreement. What is that? Okay, uh, when you decide to return into the physical plane, mm-hmm. you uh, since I was running this timeline, this seven thousand year timeline, I had to uh, decide what the karmic relationships that I had were going to be repaired. And this was an important one because of this execution factor. And so my agreement with her was she was going to come into this lifetime and she was going to get old and she was not going to be able to take care of herself. And she had this high regard for her dignity. So that was my my agreement. I was going to make sure that she went through to the end of her life so that she would never have to deal with 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 humiliation and all the stuff that happens to old people, because uh, as you probably know, these there's a tremendous amount of stories, and I'm telling you, no mm-hmm. matter how much you pay, uh, uh, the the care the isn't mistreatment there. is always going to be a factor. Well, I think if anything, COVID brought a lot of these uh, stories to the surface. And, right, yeah, and you know right. it's and, uh, it's good to it's uh, good to see that the p- people that that we have put in homes or who are in homes are finally going to start getting the care that they deserve. You know, because of the the investigations that the governments on many levels are conducting. Now, how do you know that this is a holographic experience that we're? Well, as I said, this is not something that I. I awakened to uh, overnight. Right. It took most of my life to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the the uh, when you, as I said, I had a near death experience where I was leaving my body, mm-hmm. and I and I knew that I was going to die, that I was dying, and I yeah. was leaving, and I was very conscious of it. And then what happened is this voice said, "Please don't die." And the next thing that happened was that I came back into my body. But I'm not trying to tell you that I, I understood all this in the moment. These are things that I, I, I remembered as. But in the moment that this happens, it's just something that just happens. Because mm. I don't actually remember saying okay to the request. So I have to say that, that I just got back into my body and I was alive the next day. All right, listen, I've got to take and a commercial break here. We're going to be back uh, on the other side. Uh, interesting story. Looking forward to hearing more in Dexonation if you'd like to f- 
you know, get a hold of Tito's book. It's available on Amazon.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast studios and corporate offices in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Once again, to all our Canadian listeners and Canadians around the world, happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. I'll be back. genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas. To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that'll hurt you, and you'd stay. I don't know why I did the things I did. I don't know why I said the things I said. Explanation, uh, Tito Abao is our special guest uh, this hour. And uh, before we before we went to the break, uh, Tito, we were talking about your near death experience because I, I asked right. you, how, how do you know that this is a holographic experience that that we seem to believe is is real? Okay, now this uh, this story has a lot of elements to it because okay. when I had the near death experience, mm-hmm. this is the first time I really even when I was in the yoga thing, I I I, I, ne- I never really experienced a separation of myself into two pieces but when i had the near-death experience i felt and i knew it's hard it's hard to explain it because what's happening is you become the energy that flows out of the body and at that moment i could tell this body is a machine and it's projecting things and it's projecting the universe that you're looking at but you are an you are an inner spirit. Now, I'm, I'm trying to shorten this so that it doesn't get involved because because the next step was that I was guided to the library and I picked up a book about the Monroe Institute in in Farber, West Virginia, and I went there and that's when I had real uh, astral experiences, and then I knew that there was an astral plane, 
So I understood when I when I died that there was a physical body and there was a physical plane. And then I knew that I was not the body. I was an energetic form. But I didn't get the full implications of it until and remember this is kind of something that just I just went to the library, right. found this book, and it turns out that it was you know, this kind of like a miraculous thing type thing. Mm -hmm. I can't. It's it's hard to talk about it on a, on a short, short, but but just have to accept my word for it that I found that book, and I was guided to that Monroe Institute thing, and that's when I started having these out of body experiences, and then I knew that there was an astral plane. There was actually a plane, another another field of consciousness, and then I began to go through these various things with, with that. But I also discovered that there was a center. I mean, not only was there a form, an energetic form, but this idea that I'm thinking or that I had an experience that I could have kind of like intellectual relationship with it and mm -hmm. have understand what the forms are all about. Yeah. This is formless. And this is the, the, the inner spirit, the actual center core of everything. And that's when I kind of, you know, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm jumping ahead because it, it just kind of gradually got, but you know, um, the, the other people have seen this, like for example, Ambrose Bierce or Mark Twain, they always had this, if you know their work, they're always looking at the, 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 the earth, and the relationship between all these as some kind of a weird joke. And, and that's kind of what it, it, it turns out to be because these timelines are timelines that you, you accept to have a physical experience. All right. And let, it's, let, I mean, that's the best I can do. I mean, I can't really, this is something you have to kind sure. of experience because, because I cannot prove it to you. Okay, let me ask you something. It happens to you or it doesn't happen to you. All right, now what is your profession? Well, I, I was an uh, architectural draftsman for most of my life. Okay, why well, I was asking that because you're talking about lines and planes. And to me, this is something that a draftsman or an architect would, would talk about. So I'm just wondering if you're relating what you experienced in terms that you're familiar with. I see where you're going with this, yeah. but, I, but the important thing I have to uh, make sure people understand mm -hmm. that I didn't actually know any of this until I was at the Monroe Institute going through those those programs and having those bona fide conscious out-of-body experiences. How can you have a conscious out-of-body experience? Well, the way that the system works, without going into too much detail, mm -hmm. Is that is a kind of a, like a light hypnotic uh, thing that you lay inside oh, a a, uh, a cubicle mm -hmm. and that cubicle when you go there it's like a like 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 being in a uh, an institution mm -hmm. but at nighttime or during the, the training you go and lay down in one of these little uh, cubicles and the way it's set up for I guess economic reasons that's your pl the place where you live you sleep there and you. And you—that's uh, your life. But for the for the running of the programs, you lay in this thing, and then then uh, the Monroe Institute has, has all these tapes that they 
they generate to uh, to give you the ability to leave your body. So to, is, to form is, yourself into an astral an astral form. So is this something like subliminal suggestion? I would uh, I hate to say that, but I mean people have to relate to something. Yeah. And there is a kind of a hypnotic aspect to it. But you do experience an actual separation. Well, I already experienced the separation when I when I was had my near-death right. experience mm -hmm. but this is a little bit more um, what they do is project you into the astral plane and then you have experiences in the astral plane well well isn't it you who projects yourself to the astral plane well look I'm just telling you the way I, I experienced it and uh, that's I mean everybody comes out with a, with, a, with their own way of mm -hmm. understanding it but that's what happened to me and then I had then I knew that there was actually an astral plane out there. Hmm. Uh, how long were you? I mean, I, I experience, you experience it. I'm trying to tell you that I cannot intellectually impart the experience to you. How long were you there taking these courses? Well, I took the courses uh, once every three or four months. And I did it for a couple of years. Wow. Because um, what it did was, mm -hmm. is it really, it really gave me the, the ability to to recognize that this physical plane, is, is not, the final, uh, place. Okay. Now, now, if it's if this is a holographic existence, why are we doing certain things that if this was holographic we wouldn't have to do? For example. Well, no. Wait a minute. Wait my, my. Yeah. Uh, I need to explain the holographic aspect of it because okay. it's the cause and effects relationship over 7,000 years in this particular. Now, remember, I'm running a precise timeline that begins about 7,000 years ago. Okay. And I related to this mother that I have in this lifetime in the most, in the closest way. Mm -hmm. But I had two fathers, you know, I had a, a biological father. And I had a stepfather, two stepfathers, and one of the stepfathers was the was the man who took over the kingdom that I had back in, in at the beginning of oh, this okay. relationship. Now, now, you, now so you're all these, wait a these sec, hold on here, hold on here. I've you're, 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 hello, to over hello, 7, years. hello. You're kind of mixing me up here because I don't know when you're talking about in the time of Nero or when you're talking about present time. So when we go back and forth to to periods, could you let us know? Well, <laughs> okay, all right. Now remember this: this lifetime was a was a between life agreement that I was going to rectify uh, execution order that I gave on yeah, this, on that, this woman, that, that we my got. mother in this life that we got already, and who was my daughter about seven thousand years ago. Okay, and so this timeline has been running for seven thousand years. At this point in time, where I am now. It was a 7,000-year separation. In other words, I went through a whole series of lifetimes between that, and mm -hmm. we were meeting up. There's, there's five people in this lifetime that I'm meeting every time, or more or less every time. Because when you, when you, when you run a timeline, that timeline has a very precise beginning and a very specific end. But that's not the only timeline you run. I can tell you that when I was about three years old I was laying in bed and I saw this man mm -hmm. 
climbing into a spaceship. And at that moment, I knew that I did not have to accept this life. I could have entered that body, and I had no idea what that life would have been like. But I chose to remain in this body and, and, and run this lifetime uh, timeline. Why? But I had another opportunity at the, at the age of three mm -hmm. to drop this lifetime and enter that lifetime. At the age of three? At the age of three. But that, that, that man that I was going to enter mm -hmm. was an adult. And you couldn't but I chose it. to remain here. So I made that decision. But I'm not trying to tell you that I made mm -hmm. it like, like we're talking right now. It's just something that just happened. But I know that at some inner space, uh, in some inner space of my being, I chose to stay here rather than enter that other body. All right. I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour, so please stand by. And Exo Nation, are you a skeptic? Or are you a believer? Send me your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And I will be back on the other side as we continue our talk with Tito about Interesting concept. Many questions to ask. Hopefully we'll get some answers. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas. To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Tito, why do we have to run these timelines? Well, uh, the best I could figure out is that the universe is is made is, has two aspects to it. Mm-hmm. One is consciousness, and the other is formlessness. And I all I can tell you is that the paradox is that you want to have an experience in the formless state there's 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 bliss and there's all this stuff like that that and you're happy and everything is beautiful but there's no experience so when you cross over in out of the the the, the space that i call the emptiness mm-hmm. where you have no form, you have no desires, right. you're just in this, this field. Okay. Then you cross over into this field of consciousness. And in the field of consciousness, once you enter it, you enter a duality. In other words, there becomes a positive and a negative pole. Mm-hmm. It becomes male, there becomes female. And then that, that dynamic creates all of these interactions. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly the trigger. The, the woman that I, it was my mother in this lifetime was mm-hmm. my daughter 7,000 years ago. And in order to, to save my, my kingdom, I had to tie her to a rock and let this enemy that was attacking me capture her. Okay, let me ask you something. Have you done historical research into the life of Nero, and has your experience matched up with historical records? Well, well as I as I uh, uh, begin, to, well, when I first realized that, then I began to 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 look at it, and I began to see the relationships. But I mean, that's that's an ama- that that's a very complex thing. No. But what I can tell you is that. There's something that's happened recently in this in this uh, time period. Okay. That's very peculiar. What's that? Back in the so I think we were in the Civil War. But it's the karmic readjustment of the Civil War. And the key when I first realized it, and and I didn't realize it until after the My Pillow guy came into the scene. You know who the My Pillow guy sure, is? Sure, Mike Lindell. Okay. So, back in 1868, mm-hmm. a Nathan Forrest attacked a fort called Fort Pillow. And this is the most amazing thing. And what happened was the fort had about 60% black troops and uh, maybe 30% white uh, officers and, and the troops. And the, the, the rebels were, hated blacks so much, they massacred everybody. They surrendered the fort, Fort Pillow, and they massacred everybody, including all the blacks and all the whites. And that action that, Forrest, that Nathan Forrest uh, started create, uh, really got the Union upset, and it cut off the uh, a connection that they had going. They were exchanging prisoners and things like that just for as humanitarian type thing. Right. But all of that ended when Fort Pillow happened. So in this lifetime, mm-hmm. we have a guy who's my pillow. 
Now this is, I mean, I, I can't, all I can tell you is, is that when you, when you understand, because the, the fort pillow never got resolved, it was always a sore point. And Nathan Forrest was hated by the union mm -hmm. and they, they would have liked to have done some uh, uh, after war things as atrocities, but right. they never got around to it. But, uh, doesn't it seem kind of weird that we have a guy by the name who's running my pillow in this lifetime that's doing something quite similar? Well, what's he doing? And I don't know. Should I tell you who Nathan uh, Forrest is in this lifetime? Or yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. The name of the senator, Senator Hawley. Okay. Missouri senator. All right. Who, who was... Now, I'm going to say some things that are part of the record. I mean, it's part of the natural record. We, they believe that he was part of the incitement of the insurrection. Now, when you when you go into this world that oh, I'm Okay, in, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, yeah. hold on here, hold here. What insurrection? Okay, you don't believe there was an insurrection. I don't know what insurrection you're talking about. The one that happened in, the, in on January 6th. This is Canada. Well, I'm telling you about of the United States. Okay. I don't know if you know. See, that's what I don't know for sure that you. Oh, you sure. Know yeah, all yeah. These, we we these historic these yes, things. Yes, yes, this yes, just yes, 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 yeah. Well, we yeah we saw what happened uh, the storming of of Congress, right? Or the Congress. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we saw and that. That is connected karmically mm -hmm. to the Fort Pillow massacre. Okay. How? And well, this is something that of all the years of my my studying this stuff that I, I understand these relationships now I, that's why i'm trying to explain that uh, unless you 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 have a, 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 a are a student of this it's kind of but but can you can you see the the relationship between fort pillow and my pillow no i can't Okay. All right. If you can't see that, then well, well you know, you're I talking can't. about Mike Lindell, and you're talking about my pillow, Fort Pillow. What does Mike Lindell have to do with Fort Pillow? Well, the karmic relationship is being replayed in this in this time time frame. In other words, what happened in eighteen in eighteen sixty eight mm -hmm. at Fort Pillow right. is being repeated this time, but it's it's an entirely different relationship. Because the, the karmic uh, shifting of the various uh, uh, karmic issues involved, the cause and effect relationship. All right, all right, I can follow you up to that point, but where does Mike Lindell fit in? No, no, I'm not saying that, that, that but I think that he has some kind of connection to it, but it's not him, it's the my pillow connection. So is that he a, was is, there. Is that a connection or just a coincidence? Well, this is the problem that you have as a student of this particular stuff. If, I mean, from my point of view, I've had experiences that, that, that I, I, I understand these relationships. But are they true relationships, or is that well, something? The, is that something that's, that you, that? That's the paradox. That's the paradox that you're dealing with. I'm not and dealing with it. If you don't solve this paradox as a personal as a personal entity, well, then you go through this cause and effect relationship until you do. It, it, could it be that these paradoxes and these timelines and this hypothesis that you believe in is, is just another way to kind of escape the reality of everyday living? 
Well, I'm not saying that isn't true. Yeah. But remember, I, I'm the one running this particular holographic engine. And I'm sharing my experiences and my mm -hmm. understanding. Now, there's no possible way that I can prove any of this. So, but anyone out there who would like to take a look at it should get regressed first to find out, did you ever have a, a previous life? But we know for a fact that past life regression is not reliable. It's been proven time and time and time again that past life regression is a, is, is a form of hypnosis and the results can be skewed just by the person who is conducting the session. We know this for a fact, so how can we take anything? Well, I, I mean, you're saying you know it for a fact. Yeah. And my experience shows me something else. But then remember, this is my, my experience. Right. I cannot impart to you the spiritual uh, uh, aspects of, of my experience. All I can explain is this is what happened to me. And if there's something out there mm -hmm. in other millions of people that are listening to this, that they have a, something that triggers in them to ask to get them to take a look at it, then that's helpful. But I, as I said, there's no beginning, there's no end. Right. You either solve it or you don't solve it. Okay, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon uh, Nation, this is Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. So to all our Canadian listeners, wherever you are on this great big world of ours, a very happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget to call up your mom, your dad, your children, your those who are important to you, to let them know that not only are you thankful for everything on your plate, but you're also thankful that they're in your life and that they are important to you. And it's all these different people who make you who you are. So give them thanks. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Agoy. You made it cursing at your life. You're a discontented mother and a regimented wife. I've no doubt you dream about the things you never do.
And welcome back, everyone. Uh, Tito, when we were talking about the holographic uh, existence, does this holographic existence uh, run the entire 7,000-year gambit? Okay, well, that's the, it's all one consciousness. As I told you, there's this, there's this conscious uh, formation, okay. which is just, it's just consciousness that has, when you enter it, you, you enter into a dual universe mm -hmm. where there's cause and effect. Okay. And it's running these timelines. So, so where do we start? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where do we start from? Where are we born? Or are we born? Well, that's that's what I'm. I, uh, the, it's the, the paradox is mm -hmm. that there's no beginning and there's no end. So there's consciousness. There's consciousness, and there's nothing. So and where do we come from? Nothing. That a a uh, a little. Uh, I, I, the only way I can say is, you have a kind of a conscious need for experience. Oh, okay. I but under I understand no, that. Pardon? I, I understand that. But where do we come from? Well, uh, the only thing that I know about it is mm -hmm. that you come out of the nothingness, out of the formless state. In the formless state, there's no, there's no, nothing going on there, and it's prior to consciousness, so it has no, there's, there's no uh, storylines in, 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 the, in the, the nothingness. But at some point, there's a little trigger point where you decide that you want to have a conscious experience. Let me ask you, in your, it's in very your... difficult. To explain. In, in your way of looking at life, is there a God? If you enter the dual universe, there's a God. Okay, but how because about... That's the whole point of that's the whole point of the dual universe. All right, but when we're talking about the 7,000-year timeline, is God through uh, with whoever? That's, that whole thing is the dual universe. Once you enter a timeline... Mm -hmm. There's what I call duality. In other words, there's a good and a bad. There's a God and there's a devil. Yeah. But before the timeline, prior to consciousness, is nothing. Okay, and so... it has no desires. It has... It's just the potential. All right, so we... We spring out of nothing. We live these timelines, which are holographic. What for? What's the purpose? Well, in some of the Hindu uh, uh, conceptual uh, answers to that is just because. That makes no sense. I know. Just because. Because it doesn't make any sense. And that's, I mean, that's the whole point of it. There's no beginning and there's no end. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I like, <laughs> I like my life better. Right, because you have a duality, right? Because I know I'm real. Right. I know what I've done in the past, and I'm very happy with this one life. Well, that's, that's great. So what's I mean, I'm not 
trying to tell you that you you need to to follow this path. Right. I'm just telling you my story. Why do you follow because that path? Because I cannot path? prove I cannot prove any aspect of this. So why do you follow that path? Because I experience it. If I hadn't have experienced it, it would only be a kind of something that I'm yeah. making up. But how do we but know? I you're... actually had the experience of leaving my physical body, knowing that I was I was dying. Right. That that I got. And that... then a voice asked me not to die. You see, that can be proven with medical records. Right. But the but fact. I was, I, I, wait a sec. Hold on I, here. I, wait a second. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. You're, you're trying to tell us that you are Nero, and a lot of people that have been regressed claim that they're people of great stature in the past how do you probably were oh come on how can you have three or four different people claiming they're jesus christ for example point out is these timelines have have are the conscious the conscious field has no beginning and no end and all there is is duality in in the conscious field I, 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 look, I cannot prove this to you. I, I understand I can't that. Even, I can't even give you a, a viable intellectual discussion of it, except as, I, as, my, as my ability to see it and explain it to someone outside myself. So let me ask you. I'm trying you, to do the best I can with so, the, what I experienced. So why did you write your book? Well, it, it was, it was, all of this was all part of the unfolding. Because as you write these 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 stories that mm-hmm. that unfold your life, right, you drop the karma of it. Because the cause and effect is driving your life through the timeline. But this is only one timeline of. Well, I think there's a, a there's a I think there's a finite number of timelines, but it's so so massive that mm-hmm. there's no way to really put a number on it. So who's in charge of all these timelines? Well, the only way I can tell you about that part of it is that you just are. Are what? Well, that's that's the paradox. But that's not an answer. I I, I can't I can't. There's no way to because prior to consciousness, mm-hmm. there's nothing. How do we know? Well, that's that's what I the, that's that's the paradox, right? Right. But it's something you have to experience. If you don't, you know, you you run your timeline and that's and I'm just here telling you my story. That's the way I experienced it. And uh, that's the way I mean, otherwise, I would have to create something that that would satisfy your intellectual needs, which wouldn't be the truth. I'm trying to tell you as much of the truth as I am capable of doing it or as you believe it to be true. Well, yeah, it's all it's all a matter of belief, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that runs the conscious field, belief. So you am believe I... you have an identity. Mm-hmm. And I as no. soon as you you have that belief, you're in the conscious field. Well, you see, I know I have an identity. I don't believe okay. it. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know what I've done. So I know who I am. So what does that make me in this? 
it doesn't I, I can't I can't address that because I'm telling you my story. I see. But I experienced it. And well, let me ask you this. Have you come I know across that the the the, the writing of mm -hmm. the story of that particular story. Right. Is had a karmic. Reduction. In other words, I got peace, more peaceful. I got, oh, this is what this was all about. And, and, and the guilt and the pain of that experience, because none of those things were easy. The decisions you make are based on what you believe in the, in the lifetime or in the moment that you, and, and, and a lot of times it's going to not be a good thing. But is this, could this just be, and effect. could this just be a way to justify in your own mind in this real world what has happened in in a situation that you've actually lived in in this very world in this very existence that it has nothing absolutely nothing to do with anything that happened seven thousand years ago well the thing that you will experience if you ever ever are able to walk this kind of a path mm -hmm is that the energetic formations fall away. And that's how you know that you've accomplished something. You've, you've unwound something. Because when you go into the cause and effect universe, mm -hmm. you almost certainly are going to hurt somebody. And that, when that harm goes out there, it comes back to you over time. Hey, Tito, I hate to do this, but we're out of time for tonight. And I want to thank you for joining us. I have no idea what the hell you are talking about. I really don't. I, I don't even know why you wrote a book. 7,000 years ago, and you made no bloody sense at all. I'm baffled. I truly am baffled. You said the word paradox in this interview more than you said anything else. Mind you, that's only in my little holographic world, I guess. I'll be back next week, Exonation, as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exone, a place where people dare to believe, oh boy, and dare to be heard. From everyone here at the Exxon Broadcast Network to everyone out there, to all our Canadian listeners and fans around the world, Happy Thanksgiving.